Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. for Carlton's 2015 season and uh, prelude to a eulogy of the 2016. Did I say that right? Did I say 15 or 16? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I can't see much difference happening. Um, so they're not listening anyway. So, yeah, I, guess I don't know how many Carlton fans are listening to this or how many sadistic fans of other teams are listening <laughs> yeah. just to enjoy Carlton's uh, uh, second round at... Uh, well, third round at um, Wooden Spoon yeah. Fishing. Um, Josh is still on daddy duty, so we've got Brenton and Heath here, and Will's joined us again. How are you doing, Will? Very good, and I'm really, really looking forward to this. <laughs> Will's our Essendon correspondent, so we couldn't think of anyone better to, <laughs> to come in and do the Carlton review. Um, I don't know. Where do we start? 18th and four wins. Um, and, I thought yeah. that, and lucky to get four wins yeah. at, at times. It was um, a season where they didn't have uh, lofty heights to live up to, and they failed. <laughs> I mean, is that the easiest way? I mean, I think it's the best way. Of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and usually, no matter how shit they are, they still manage to get a win over Richmond in round one. But no, well, round no. two, yeah. no, round no. one, Richmond pants them. Yeah, that's what I mean. This is the first year they didn't. I think last yeah. year gives us touch up, and the year before they a touch up, uh, which always you know, just crushing for Richmond supporters who managed to forget last season and. Somehow, I think they're approaching contenders every off season. Yes, the annual Richmond hype uh, train. <laughs> yep, yeah. exactly. And uh, I mean, strong now. So. Did still manage to win a, a finals game against Richmond from ninth. Yeah, a, a yep. good effort. Um, so many conflicting emotions that day for me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they all would have been shit. Yeah, <laughs> it was the overriding one. Yes. Yeah, I was thinking you may as well just not put us in there and fucking knocked it on the head before I got any hopes <laughs> up. <laughs> um, okay, so let's look. Um, it's pretty hard to go through their, their best win for the year but I'm assuming let's say it was uh, over in New Zealand uh, yeah. against the Saints in round four yeah um, we actually look like they look like a team uh, it was one of the few times of the year they looked like um, they knew what they were doing yeah and, and I think the other big one was the, the win against Port Adelaide as well which was oh, at the MCG yeah which yeah. was Barker's first I think first game of coach yeah or maybe second too. It was, yeah, it was around that time, actually, yeah. yeah. I can't remember which one exactly, but yeah. Uh, was the one in New Zealand for Anzac Day? Yes. Yep. Anzac Day one, yeah. Um, it, it seemed to be always better than the Collingwood Western game as well. It seemed to... <laughs> it was I was still watch it. I still watch it, but <laughs> apparently it was a good game. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was decent football mm. um, to watch. Um, Collingwood Western became a procession after a little while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it wasn't so bad, um, being that it wasn't overly competitive oh no it was competitive for the majority of the game until um, Carlton kicked away at the end yeah mm. but yeah the the win against Port Adelaide was um, a, a surprise um, probably you know a bit of an upset for them as well yeah. and always good to see um, Port Adelaide's, Port Adelaide's hopes get crushed <laughs> as, along with uh, Robbie Gray's skull yeah that's right <laughs> yeah. fuck I forgot about that one 
And I think the other big winner they had was Chris Judd saying that he doesn't care if his kids play for West Coast or Blues. <laughs> <laughs> so at least he's, you know, putting that out there in the public. Don't yeah. know if he really believes it, but... Sadly, I think it's on Nick Nui's um, Instagram, Instagram yep. where yeah. Oscar's already wearing an Eagles. I think it's best for, for Carlton fans that the hopes were crushed this early. Yeah. <laughs> 18 years of hoping before the inevitable. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't really consider what's best for Carlton fans, so I'm really hoping they get their hopes well, up. That's the thing. I was hoping that another crush, you know, wait till he's 18 and then last minute you yeah. West Coast. It's like kind of slow burn. It's really enjoyable. Who, who knows what father-son bidding is going to be like? Yeah. Then. He's like, I've already got that busy money, so... I, that's I'm it. That, they can't give him brown paper bags because you know mum and dad are already banking them yeah. week in week out. I just love that. I think football is probably the only industry where thousands upon thousands of people will be really, really excited to see what career path a six-month-old baby is going to yeah. take. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or you get really excited when one of your favourite players start pumping out twin boys. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, yeah. What's his name's had a kid. Yeah. Like, boy, be a boy. Yeah, yeah. boy, be a boy. Twin boys. Yes. <laughs> it's like girl slut. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I thought that was a bit of a you know win for Blues. So hopefully it comes back and it's a crushing defeat in a couple of years' time when they uh, <laughs> realise they've got no chance. All right, so here's picking from uh, shooting fish in a barrel. Worst loss for the year. And there was, there was a lot. It's got to be the Hawthorne. See, I actually put that as second. Because, I mean, mm. literally the worst loss of their, uh, of Carlton's history. Mm. It's a 138-point yeah. margin. Yeah. But... I thought um, round five against Collingwood was worse because that was a yeah. 70 or an 80 point beating yep. when Mick Malthouse was yep. um, breaking the record and it was the oh, week right. after the great showing in, in mm. New Zealand. Yeah. I mean, but Carlton fans have um, had the wood over uh, Richmond in round one for a few years. Yeah. Now you know how they felt watching yeah. that game the yep. build up and the excitement <laughs> and the hope and just fucking flushed away yep. just like that um, people rocked up too to watch which you know it's always good to see them oh, tears he had his grandkids there <laughs> yeah that's right um, yeah I think the biggest loss was Chris Judd's ACL sure off yeah. the bat um, against Adelaide at the MCG yeah he just decided to go around for another year and then went nah just body's not going to do it so that would have been crushing for fans which is always a good thing well it's tough to say a guy like Judd like, literally yeah. one of yeah. the best yeah. Yeah. It's literally stuck together mm. um, so yeah so it's kind of sucks for him to have to go out in Carlton <laughs> I think someone like that deserved a much better send off but it seems to be the way they go um, Fletcher the same problem mm. um, get, gets injured can't come back finish um, on the injury is the same yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah. it's going to happen when you know yeah. Fletcher when you're like 40 years old and <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, the other thing the other loss which I thought they would have been really disappointed with was Brisbane around 6 at Ed Stadium um, just because you, you would hope that you could beat Brisbane yeah uh, there was some stellar performances from Liam Jones in that game I don't, <laughs> I don't even know why I was watching that game I must have been hungover or something Is I wanted that, to make um, it worse Brent Staker's get, first game back I don't know or, or am I thinking last year where he kicked the goal for the boundary line uh, no that was um that was against Essendon. Well, that was against a couple of years ago. Yeah, I did, I did not mean that. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> don't lie. It's all right. <laughs> as soon as I said it, though, I thought, "Oh, that might have been Essendon." <laughs> yeah, um, so you got the stats up there to make sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, that's that's disappointing. But mm. we're we're looking at a lot of disappointing losses for the year. Yeah, yeah. and that's it. When it's almost like trying to pick Hawks' best win for the season, it's almost oh, as hard to pick. Yeah. pick um, Carlton's worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah it's really tough to give any optimism to Carlton supporters because 
Well, you, you didn't see a whole lot coming out of this year. We'll try and find some optimism mm. then. What were their standouts for the year, their standout players? I, I thought uh, uh, Patrick Cripps was the oh, obvious yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he won Best and Fairest in mm. his second year. Mm. Second year. Yeah. And won it by a long margin. Yeah. Uh, um, he was uh, almost unlucky um, for the Rising Star Award as well. Mm. Yeah. I think like the last sort of three or four years, he, if he had been in it, he would have won it. He just yeah. came up against yeah. probably yeah. one of the best one of the best key forwards yeah. we're going to see. Yeah. 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 Um, um, the other player I, I put down was Ed, Ed Kerno. Um, and he's yeah. joined by his brother this year. Come back from a shoulder injury, yeah? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, but in round one, we had a uh, seat on the fence. And yeah. um, I think it was Cade Simpson. He was abusing Ed Kerno all game. Yeah. Um, and quite rightly so. He was playing shit. But after that, he turned into a bit of a run with player. Mm. Yep. And really found his role and became um, very, very serviceable. Now, mm. that might not sound like much of a compliment, but for the way they turned out for the year, it's, it's what you can yeah. get for them. It's a win. Yeah. And especially, it seems like he, he came out as a rookie, as a really good player. And it seems like he's just built up momentum and then got injured again for sort of long-term layoffs. And then started again from scratch. And it looked the same at the start of this year where come back from injury, looked a bit ordinary. And he's just started to come good towards mid-season to end of season. So if he can keep healthy, you have to think that he's one of those players you'll start looking to build your midfield around or something yeah. like that. Uh, and now with his brother there as well. It would mm. be interesting yeah. how that works out. To try to hold on to them both, really. Because, yep. I mean, the brother best player was Jared Waite, who wasn't in the colours anymore. He managed to turn one on for grand final. Uh, for the grand, grand final series, whatever the fuck you call it. The final, final series. Yeah, that's what I'm before. Well, I mean, that was the big thing that was reported all year, was how good were ex-Carlton players. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, obviously Josh Kennedy winning a Coleman, Eddie Betts um, setting the world on fire, yeah. mm. Jared White playing the he was quite good the thought, better yeah. side of yeah. Jared White. Yeah, we still yeah. saw you know there were moments of shitness, but yeah, um, but you know that's Jared White. Yeah, um, especially fucking always seem to these players seem to always turn on against Richmond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking assholes. And I, I guess you can even say uh, what's his name? He won Best and Fairest up at Brisbane. Um, Mitch Robinson. Mitch Robinson. Robinson yeah. yeah, I went blank there. Yeah. But I mean, half the side won Best and Fairest up at yeah. Brisbane. So yeah, I think with it was especially tough with because you mentioned those 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 forwards that that did so well. But I mean, outside of Eddie Betts, who in hindsight you think, yeah, we we should probably sign him and yeah. not let him go. I mean. Kennedy, they traded for Judd, yeah. which, you know, it's still a win, win You're doing yeah. that deal yeah. 10 times out of 10. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wade, it was quite clear that he needed a change of scenery and he yeah. wouldn't have played the way he played if he had stayed at Carlton, yeah, I don't yeah. think. North side of 30 as well. Yeah, so, yeah. exactly. Looking at a change of sport, really. <laughs> <laughs> you don't sort of begrudge a guy for, for leaving yeah, under looking those somewhere. circumstances. Yeah, and so I've got big expectations for Yaron next year. Um, try is it (laughs) yeah rock up starters (laughs) and uh, seeing as we're struggling to find standouts in the year and you know you'd expect that when you win a wooden spoon but um, I thought Andreas Everett Mm, at his third club he won the goal kicking with 30 odd um, which you know there's nothing set in the world on fire but the fact that he did it somebody had to win the goal kicking and and he stood up and and did it Uh, especially when you know they've uh, got Levi Casbolt there who they've tried to turn into a key forward yeah um they got uh, Liam Jones in as well, um, who uh, is supposedly still an AFL. Player. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I saw that VFL Grand Final against Hawthorne yeah. against Box Hill, where yeah. he, he played well. Mm. Um, I, it's a shame, I think, that anybody saw that game though, because <laughs> talk about giving yourself some false hope. Yeah, he um, cashed it in quite well, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, good. Uh, whoever his manager is, good on him. Yeah. Uh, they must have had a dozen copies of that on, on DVD <laughs> and sent it out to everyone. Yeah. I think the other two players that deserve a mention are Doherty, who came from yeah. Brisbane. Oh, yeah. He sort of yeah. slotted in really nicely in that defensive unit. And always Kate Simpson, who will yeah. always be... He's always my favourite Carlton player. Yeah. And is clearly the heart and soul of that team and quite, and quite frankly should be captain. Yeah. He, again, just had another great year. Um, yeah, I think they're struggling to find on-field leaders at the moment because yeah. it seems like people just don't want to be there. Yeah, uh, well, they've so got one with Simpson and they should, yeah. they should be utilising that. I think that's the hardest problem for teams to have been in the bottom, especially when you had GWS, uh, Melbourne and Carlton is trying to find players that want to be there and we're putting that extra effort yeah. around the club to, to build whatever the fuck you're trying to do there. Well, I mean, the the biggest thing now is they have a brand new coach yeah. and they've yeah. got, you know, um, Happy McHappyson in um, Brendan Bolton. <laughs> yeah. Who... Um, It'll be very interesting to see how he goes with a, a list that's been belted from pillar to post. Yeah, uh, and this year, I mean, like I've already said, nobody expects him to finish above seventeenth. Mm. Yeah. Um, so there's you're going in with very low expectations. So you can almost um, you got a mulligan on the year, mm. but yeah. it'll be interesting to see how he he works there um, because we said you know, with your on field leadership. That's the strength at Hawthorne. That's the the real strength that Hawthorne yeah. has, with, and Clarkson and his um, coaching style of being a, a teacher and uh, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that only works because they've got Luke Hodge, cool. Sam Mitchell, and uh, um, Sean Burgoyne out there yeah. who, who are coaches yeah. on the field. Yeah, how's that going to translate to Mark Murphy, Bryce Gibbs, um, <laughs> yeah, Kate yeah. Simpson? Fair enough. Mm. Um, and you know, Matty Cruiser. It's, yeah. it's a different. Different uh, playing board. Yeah, it's almost like substitute teachers. Really, they're going to put on a movie and <laughs> is that what it's going to be? They'll put on a movie of Hodge and everyone else. Say this is how it's done. Now uh, go to recess. Um, I thought um, uh, Buckley was um, fairly yep. decent for him as well. Yeah, but yeah. again, young and he's going to have patches. Yeah, yeah, um, which is what he did. Um, I also like Menzel um, yep. there, but he's gone. And Tom yeah. Bell as well. Who was Tom Bell's really, gone? Really good. Mm. Yeah. Um, Tom Bell was funny though. He was always older than you thought. Yeah. Um, so I thought he was, oh yeah, he's second, third year, but no, been around, yeah, for, a been around for a while. Yeah. 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 Must have just been shit. <laughs> I think just having some stability in your back of house area will help as well. Because, I mean, mm. it seemed that they're always uh, heads with Mick Malthouse and what he wanted to do compared to what the board or whatever their vision for where mm. Carlton were going to go was. And yep. it seemed almost untenable from the get-go once he yep. got inside the club and realised what needed to happen and then tried to implement what he wanted to do. Well, it wasn't allowed to. It's always just a, a matter of when you're going to knock it on exactly, the head. Exactly, yeah. And, and then Malthouse went full. I'm trying to get yeah. fired. Mode. Yeah, he, <laughs> he went full was hilarious. <laughs> Did not care. Yeah. yeah, he wanted that payout, and he got it. So good on him. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, ambitions. <laughs> I think yeah, Collingwood just laughed all the way to the bank on that one. Well, that yeah. and Daisy Thomas. Yeah. Um, so let's have a look. You know, 2015 is done for him. Um, yep. There's there's no other way to to look past it. Um, so let's have a look at their ins for 2016. Um, and I've got the, the key ins as Sam Kerridge, Jed Lamb, Liam Sumner, and the rest of GWS's Neefel side. <laughs> like, they went hardcore on GWS. Like, Sauce has got a real soft spot for some of those boys. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, whatever, for whatever reason, GWS seemed to have a pretty good youth strategy going forward. I mean, obviously, it's, the reason is they're all around one over. So and they got 40 off the yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had no other option or other strategy. So it's probably not the silliest um, um, sort of strategy because you're 
don't have to invest your own resources in sort of the infrastructure to train those young kids. They've already got some sort of idea and been through that GWS system. So, and the other thing is that they didn't give up too much. For exactly. Them. Yeah, they didn't sell the farm to get them. Yeah, and when you get an opportunity like that to get some guys on, you know, low risk type deals. Yeah, you know, you do it. And yeah, it's like buying that. Essentially, they've gone to the servo and bought a pack of footy cards. Yeah. Gone, oh, I hope there's a rare one in here. <laughs> yeah. It's all I'm looking for. Yeah. Remember think, the footy stickers? You used to get the foils. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I got a foil right. one. Yeah. Actually, funny you mentioned that. I remember, it would have been last year, like I bought like a whole box of basketball cards. Oh, right. Because yeah. it's like the old school, like uh, 1993, you know, Excellent. fucking way back in the day. Yeah. And it was just as exciting as you remember as a little kid. Yeah. You know, like a new packet of basketball cards. There's just something about I've that that feeling of you not knowing. And um, yeah, trying to get the inserts. And eventually you're just like, go for inserts. Just fuck them. Don't care about that packet. <laughs> inserts. All right, sweet. And then you look at how much they're worth. Not even nearly as much as the whole box that you just bought. <laughs> oh, I used to love those magazines they used to put out which tell you what the basketball cards oh, were yeah, worth. Well, the Beckett's. Yeah, published by the people that made yeah, the cards. Yeah. Yeah. Very <laughs> yeah. objective. Uh, they've yeah. grown up now. Yep. <laughs> not as speculative as Beanie Babies, but yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, Carriage and Jed Lamb, I mean, they're to say journeyman again is being very mm. generous. Yeah. Um, Liam Sumner, I actually think there's a lot of upside for yeah. Liam Sumner. And you the GWS boys, if they get one decent player out of it, they're Well, happy. they got Plowman, yeah. who I think it was a, a number two pick. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, the potential's there. It's just the a Potential's of, there, yeah. exactly. Whether they but, can get it out of him. Yeah. Was Carriage come across from Adelaide? Yeah. Is him? Part of the yeah. deal. Yeah. Deal. I think he really struggled to get a go at Adelaide because he was up against um, other youngsters who were playing for similar positions when he had... Yeah. Uh, Crouch and... Crouch yeah. and... Yeah. Was it Wright, Smith, I think. Who the fuck's... Mm. Wright Sloan playing the same yeah. positions and really hard for him to get a look in and probably not good enough to get a look in above those other players anyway so he might might be the break that he needs to get some game time and a team where expectations aren't huge um, the media isn't as badly on your back as it would be down well, the, expectations Adelaide. couldn't be lower yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. they're expected to go for a number you know, they're, they're already looking at the draft picks for this year mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Um, so on the, the other side of it then they're outs and they got a lot of um, outs that they actually will miss like Lockie Henderson, as inconsistent yeah. as he was, still a big unit. Yeah, yeah. got to be accountable for him. So, um, Tom Bell, which mm. is a, a yeah. go-home factor to Brisbane, which is just weird. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's when you know you fucked up, when people are trying <laughs> to go home to Brisbane from your club. Um, which is, you know, Carlton would have been laughing last year when Dane Beams left uh, yeah. from Collingwood, and now they've lost Tom Bell. No, not the same. Not quite the same league. Same but, league. Yeah. <laughs> but still. Yeah. You know, he was always the next Cooter. Yeah, because especially where Beams... Because he was great. Close, <laughs> <so. Yeah. laughs> close enough. Because he loved to suit Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> especially where Beams' brother followed up there too and yeah. turned out to be a gun before they got injured, so... Um, uh, Menzel, like we said. Uh, Menzel's going to hurt. Yeah. Uh, again, a, yeah. He's go. a strange one because, I mean, the, the talent was there. And yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But he just never sort of clicked for sort of consistent yeah. games on end I think the game against St Kilda in, in New Zealand yeah. was one of his best ones he yeah. was really yeah. solid mm. that guy I feel like he's one of those players that if he had done a couple of you know not spectacular things but really worthy things he'd get a bit of a cult following like yeah. if yeah. he locked up to play almost like a spanger or someone like that yes except you know a bit more talented um, one that I mean we've already spoken about Chris Judd who retired um, mm. it, yeah. it's not that that bad of a thing but I mean having Chris Judd and his professionalism around the club yeah, yeah. W- is really what the, the advantage they got out of it yeah mm. um, but, I, uh, I read in one of the um, a quote from one of the other players uh, on the round where he left and he said that they were all crying watching him leave the club because they knew that 
He's probably not going to be around the club that much. It's not like he's going to be dropping in to say good day or whatever. He's got his other stuff that he's going to do. And I mean, they've just had the number one draft pick in um, Jacob Wiedering, and they're more than likely going to have the number one draft pick next year. Yeah, there is no way they're going to get somebody as good as Chris Judd. Yeah, yeah. it's just you, you cannot expect that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they'll definitely miss him because yeah, I don't think you will have a whole lot, you know, active role in the club now that he's out of it. I'm sure he's got some other he's got bigger, plans. He's got bigger money to make yeah. elsewhere. Yeah. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy who'd sort of hang around football, the football industry in yeah. general. Yeah, not for the love of the no. game. Yeah, he's no. he's somebody who has a plan and yeah. has a boardroom plan. Yeah, yeah. he's only like doing Choco Williams, helping young kids, you know, mm. cracking into the big time and doing that development role. You see him sort of um, setting up the whole structure or being present or whatever. Uh, it seems a bit like um, the Michael Jordan type as well. Whereas what he can do... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, what he can do and what he knows is just too advanced. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the mob. Yeah. They can't do what he can do. Yeah. Um, uh, but as much as uh, Chris Judd takes away on the skill, the heart of the side in Andrew Carrazzo... Yeah. I'd say, when you say Cade Simpson's yeah. your favourite Carlton player yeah. Carazzo is my favourite Carlton yeah. player yeah. Um, and uh, it, he he always seemed younger uh, older than he actually was yeah. um, so mm. I, I was when, when it was announced oh, yeah, it's probably his last go round I thought oh, he's only 20, 26 yeah. he's right he can mm. keep going but how old is he? 30 early 30s yeah. Yeah, sure. 31 yeah. mm. um, so he's he's had to pull the pin um, Robbie Warnock as well but I'm not sure if he's yeah. is he back on the rookie list? I'm not sure. He was, he was not really doing much for a while. Because um, his brother was down in Melbourne, was that? No, he went up to Gold Coast. Somewhere, yeah. But it seemed like Warnock had his chances to do something. Uh, never filled into a role, I think, that he could hold down. I, I think mean, Warnock's big thing was kind of similar to Giles, is that he's that sort of low, slow... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Ruckman who have sort of fallen by the wayside. I mean, yeah. when Cameron Woods keeping you out of the side, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you know he, he could legitimately get a game in the NBL. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably worth a, worth a shot. Damning with faint praise. <laughs> um, Chris Yaron, like we like you said, he's had his uh, issues off off the field. Um, yeah, and, and on the field, <laughs> and and on the field at times, They're like rocking up. <laughs> Um, so they've uh, they've handed him over to the Tigers. Um, last time they handed a player over to the Tigers was Griggs, wasn't it? Has it been anybody else since Griggs? No, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, what yeah, Hampson. Hampson. Hampson, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, well, Megan Gale's wife. Megan Gale's wife. <laughs> yes. I was going to say they committed highway robbery with the um, Hampson deal because I think they got a second round pick or something for. I can't Hampson. remember. They yeah. got something. Yeah. If they got something for yeah. it, that was that was. Yeah, I was going to say it's not often we've made trades and been on the better end of the, the deal, so <laughs> <laughs> that'll be true to form. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, how Yaron goes this year, and uh, Matty Watson. Um, who mm. I thought again another serviceable player but re- replaceable yeah. serviceable but replaceable mm. well, I um, think he was four or five years in, in yeah. the system and it's, yeah if you're not you know um, yeah. if you're not an automatic selection after four or five years then yeah, yeah. maybe it is time mm. yeah um, and a bunch of other players that you know played less than two games mm. um, that they went out um, but they uh, signaled that the, the, this draft pick is their first real tilt um, at rebuilding mm. Um, Jacob Wiedering was the, the obvious number one pick. I mean, it was between him and Shaki for a while. Yeah. But they've gone for the key position player instead. I think he he sort of proved that he was going to be the number one pick over Shaki. And I think yeah. the fact that Brisbane had the number two and uh, had that connection to Shaki yeah. through, through his old man it sort of made that, that choice pretty easy. 
Yeah, and I remember listening to, it might have been on the AFL YouTube channel, they had just short little snippets of interviews they'd done with the potential uh, recruits. Yep. And they asked them who they think is going to go number one. And generally amongst all those guys, it yeah. was Weedering going number one. Mm. So the people who played against them through all the um, interstate competitions or whatever, they have the best lie of the land of what players are good and you know generally how yeah. it's going to unfold. This might be a record this year for the most number one draft picks running around on the same side, if Cruiser plays. Because I have mm. uh, Gibbs, Murphy, Cruiser and Weedering. Yeah. Four is not a bad effort. True. Mm. Um, and then next year, maybe five. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and uh, then again, it could be like a converse relationship or inverse relationship because they're sitting last. And <laughs> so maybe you're better off trading those ones out and getting talent in, boosting yourself up. What's the point? I mean, they had four yeah. wins this year. Are you going to you know boost, trade out some number one draft picks to get six wins? Yeah. yeah. Why? Well, I mean, because you don't like good players. You trade <laughs> them out. <laughs> the only thing I can say is if... Um, Gibbs, Murphy want to want to crack at a contender, you know, yeah, before, yeah, before their time's up, kind yeah. of like a Del Santo sort of situation. But again, yeah. that might not be for another three or four years. So. Well, they want to get in while they still got value yeah, too exactly. on yeah. the trade table. Well, yeah. Gibbs' value peaks sort of last year, and then he, Gibbs' well, value for a little bit. Yeah, his value peaks whenever his contract's up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing you got to put him on one year contracts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and Cruiser, he's shown that there is a massive. Um, uh, Upside to yep. his talent, but you, just, you can't keep him on the field. Mm. Yeah, like I said, you know Cameron Woods holding down the number one ruck position. It's uh, there's mm. issues there. Well, Cruiser had that game I think against Melbourne late in the year where he just he put on a show. Yeah, you know, one half, and it was like, you know, if we get this guy on the field for you know two he's, thirds, three yeah. quarters of the year, you're going to get something. He's always had that ability, mm. but you yeah. know, knees just haven't agreed with him. And yeah. that's it. When he first came into the league, he always had good raps about you know he's one going to be one to watch and the yeah. big expectations. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like having to stay healthy. But, and especially for big men, if you've got those troubles when you're younger, it's really hard to yeah. be able to flourish. Yeah. Like, look at Patton over at West, and he looks like he's knackered. Already, he's yeah. in the third year in. Yeah, I think he's played a handful of games or something. Yeah, and the games he's had, he's looked like a monster. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the scary especially thing. Especially the start of this year. Mm. Yeah. I mean, when he's kicking 60 from, you know, four steps. Yeah. Um, they've done well with their number one draft picks, though. Because, I mean, even though we said Cruiser hasn't... Um, uh, taken on yeah. uh, you know, through injuries I mean uh, Murphy's and Gibbs you know, both best and fairest winners they, mm. they haven't set the world on fire but yeah. they're not dud picks yeah. by any stretch of the imagination yeah. there's been dud number one picks before yeah. um, you know Jack Watts jumps mm. to mind yeah. <laughs> um, they're not horrible like you know, I'm sure if you went back and had another go you might change your pick but well, yeah. you can't be disappointed well I mean Number two for Gibbs was Scott Gumbleton. Yeah, true. (laughs) Sometimes you just take what you can and just run away as fast as you can. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was saying last night. It was was great for Richmond to not be able to have that choice, just be (laughs) further down the draft picking order. So, you know, generally it's already a crapshoot and you can't be as responsible for really shit decisions, are we? (laughs) You got another Rioli, stop complaining. Fuck knows how he managed that. (laughs) Still got no idea how he went through to us. Um, There are other draftees. I mean, they got uh, one of the twins in Harry McKay. Mm -hmm. And the other twin is playing at North this year. So it'll be interesting if they um, uh, line up against each other. Yeah. Um, At least not going to have to worry about them trading secrets come finals time. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. It could happen. Uh, And Charlie Kuno, obviously, whose brother is also on the Mm -hmm. AFL list, uh, which you've already spoken about. And... uh, the final one was uh, Jack Silvani. Stolen mm. off Essendon. Stolen off Essendon. <laughs> how, how rude of them. I reckon. <laughs> I, I only wish that Essendon put a bid in earlier. Yeah. That would really just, just as a fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Just to uh, 
Because even when you're down and out, you still got to give them shit, don't you? You can't really concede. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. well apparently, uh, Dodoro and Dodoro and, and Silvani are pretty good mates. So I think a lot of it was just a bit of a shit stirring. Yeah, I think right. it's great. I think it's sensational. Yeah. I think Dodoro said something like he'd, he'd drop too far. So, you know, someone had to bid on so, it. Yeah. 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 Like, make these pricks earn it. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, um, because obviously it's not a one person makes the call these days, but I wonder how many times it's gone, now, guys. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, pick, it's pick 20. We can do yeah. this. <laughs> Like that, just hang on. Um, I mean, it is a good story though. Uh, like you know, he's already yeah. been called so sauce. Yeah, um, uh, they've uh, rolled out all the old videos of him running onto the ground during Stevens. Uh, I thought that the only thing that could make it more certain he was going to end up at Carlton was if he played in the GWS reserves. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so th- there will be um, a lot of interest in their young players, and um, you know. Maybe that uh, they can sell more memberships to the uh, North, what are they the Northern Blues their VFL side mm. yeah, yeah I think so well I've been watching their live tracker or apparently it's a live tracker of the membership and two hundred thirty odd people have bought a membership since we've been sitting here I'm not I mean, I'm not saying it's rigged I'm but clear your cookies and see what I, happens yeah, <laughs> yeah I think it's bullshit I'm gonna be honest with you at this rate I think they're gonna crack half a million. For uh, first bounce of the first game. Well, I tell you what, you know, with their membership slogans "Bound by Blue," uh, so they've improved in the, some of those areas. Yeah. Like, if, can you smell what Carlton's cooking? Yeah. Then Shit, again, I think. <laughs> yeah. numbers and general numeracy hasn't been Carlton's strength. So, Don't, never let maths get in the way of a good story. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's have a look at their 2016 season. Then the double up games are against Sydney, Collingwood, St Kilda, Essendon, and Brisbane. Um, so the good. Th- side of that is they've got double up games against Collingwood and Essendon still they've yeah. held on to those who yeah. are big marquee yeah. matches well we them. missed the yeah. Essendon Carlton double up this year so, this year yeah, you know, yeah. it's actually good to have that back um, yeah they'll miss out on a double up against Richmond this year but um, you know you, you can't have too many demands when mm. you go um, yeah. when you put in an absolute shocker of a year especially on Friday nights yeah, yeah. well that's the nature of just how the draw is constructed now you're just not going to have those four big four teams yeah. playing off each other yeah. twice every single year yeah um, it, it is something to say that they have sacrificed a little bit of the business side of things the AFL that is mm. um, yeah. in order to even it up yeah. Um, yeah. A, a little bit um, I also thought it was a good sign um, for the uh, back office of Carlton when it was announced that they have zero, gone from six Friday night games to zero they came out and said, well, we kind of had to expect that. Mm, you know, yeah. we're, we're not happy with it, but yeah. we can't argue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's finally a good, honest approach. Do you reckon they actually tried to mount a defense first? Fucking okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, all right, now anyone, just brainstorm, all right? Don't do anything, we'll ride down the board. Oh, I reckon they would say, we'll bring elephants back. <laughs> yeah. we'll, you know, Helen D'Amico, like, she, she's, she's not bad for her age. She can come back in. Um you know, maybe they put a call out for Fev. Surely, yeah. I mean, well, the damage is done for Fev. You might as well come yeah. back. Yeah, I saw Fev put a photo up of where he's playing at the moment. He didn't look in bad nick for how he has looked during the offseason. He's looked worse. I yeah. <laughs> he's looked much, much worse. It looked like he'd done a preseason. Yeah. Which I was you know, quite impressed with. Um, yeah, I mean, they could do worse things. I, then again, I suppose during the offseason, you've got to pay for your own beer. <laughs> you can't drink the, yeah. the blokes in the second yeah. row. It's not in on the contract. Um, uh, Sydney's going to hurt them um, you know might be worried about percentage wise there but, um, yeah. interesting having two games against Brisbane um, which I think is good because let's let's face it that's going to be the battle of the wooden spoons there yeah. um, so there's going to be a lot of interest the second time around you know I mean it gives both sets of fans some hope that they yeah. might see a win you might and see some competitive might see something, there you know? is a connection between those two teams now with Bell and yep. Robinson yeah. and 
and Mitch playing against his old side yeah. and now Bell playing against his old side. Cause, I mean, they're both walk up, start up to the best 22s for Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. So there'll be something there. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they go with uh, Hawthorne as well with um, Smiley McSmiley face in, in the box <laughs> um, when, when they come in. Because I don't think there'll be much... Um, you can't be angry at Brendan Bolden. You know, when he's yeah. left your side to go coach someone else, you just... Yeah. You want to do the best for him, but at the same time, you're going to have to smack him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so, anyway, during these primers um, for next year, I put in you know some key games to, to look forward to. I couldn't look up. I could not find a key game. It's just it. The two against Brisbane, I guess. Yeah, I think um, almost every game is going to be sort of a key game because they're just going to go in with the same attitude of we're show just, some effort. Yeah, we're going to show. We're going to find out this year who a who's good enough to be here and B, who wants to be here. Yeah. And that's not going to change whether they're playing Brisbane or whether they're playing Collingwood or Essendon. Yeah. It's not going to matter. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Whereas when you're setting out your goals for the season and what you're hoping to achieve, yeah, that would have to be up there you know, at the top. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's really hard to pick a, a key game. I wouldn't be surprised if they started pre-season a month or so early and had a real red-hot crack at the pre-season cup. Yeah, something in the as is Charlton's tradition. Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't have pre-season cup anymore. So well, that's challenge. Right. Yeah, well, just so, someone give them a cup, make them feel special. <laughs> <laughs> Presented in a brown have a bag like old times. <laughs> give them a bowl, something to match their spoon. <laughs> there was a year they won the the nab nab preseason or whatever it was they yeah. won it a few times I think yeah, yeah. they won that and the wooden spoon mm. in the same year yeah did St Kilda do that as well one year like ages ago no what St Kilda were famous for Melbourne. they won the wizard home loans cup right and it was Lenny Hayes and <laughs> Grant Thomas, Thomas yeah presented it and they looked like they were at a funeral yeah they picked up you know the first bit of silver and like Ugh. yeah uh, kind of uh, ended the, the interest in those preseason cups yeah that's true Um, so I mean it, it's, it is going to be uh, to show that kind of effort. Uh, one thing, I, I, a good thing I did see online in the off-season with uh, Carlton, uh, their first training session with their new draftees, the new recruits. Yep. Um, I don't know if this is a, tr- a tradition at many clubs, but what they did was they got the new players to have a shot, at, a set shot at goal from about 30 out, and they had the rest of the club all lined up you know, on the market around right. and all yelling and trying to distract them. Yeah. And then they kicked the goal and then they mobbed them like it was their first goal. Oh, yeah. It was like, you know, it was sort of that initiation. Welcome. Mm. You know, yeah. this is the pressure you're on. Yeah. You do it. You get the, oh, I really liked it. I, yeah. I, I haven't seen it before. So I don't know if it is at all the other clubs. That does sound there. something like Brendan Bolton. Yeah. Very, very <laughs> Brendan Bolton. Yeah. 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 Beats a dick slap in the showers, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so those are the days, eh? Yeah. Um, so, uh, who are we expecting big years from uh, for Carlton? Uh, one person I'll put in is Andrew Walker. Because we, we know how good he is, but he hasn't been able to... Again, another injury issue. Yeah, um, He's got a chance now to be a real leader at that club uh, at the end of his career. Yeah, um, or he could be another player that shoots off for a couple of seasons to a different club and stands mm-hmm. out again. He'll mm-hmm. be the last of the old guard of Carlton. To try and look for some premiership glory, you mean? Mm. Yeah, or just, you know go for a change and at, the, at some point you know, cut that deadwood out from the top but it'd be nice to see him go good um, actually no it wouldn't fuck him <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about yeah. <laughs> I just remember that so yeah so I hope he goes shit they trade him and has a <laughs> crack, crack a season with someone else 2017 <laughs> so yeah in a nutshell I'm not expecting anyone in Carlton to have any big seasons because it's Carlton <laughs> I think obviously Cripps is gonna yeah. it's gonna keep going. Yeah. He's a big one. Yeah. And um again, like Doherty as well. He's yep. gonna he's gonna fully cement his spot in that team and hopefully become a leader. Mm. 
he shows some real pace this year yeah. too, Doherty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's really um, impressive. Uh, you know, maybe he gets the uh, the Conor McGregor spirit in him. Uh, <laughs> he starts, you know, starts trash talking. <laughs> I predict these things. <laughs> We're gonna get flogged. <laughs> Except you can't really say playing Carlton's the big money game. Not really. <laughs> But I mean, who knew? Who knew that the featherweight division could be the big money game? This is very true. This is very true. Um, anyway, we're drifting off there. Um, who's on the chopping block for Carlton? Um, the answer is a lot. A lot. Mm. Yeah. Um, basically, anybody over the age of twenty-five. Yep. Yeah. And anyone who doesn't sort of anyone who hampers the development of Weedering and those young players yeah. they've got, mm. you're out pretty much. Yeah. Right now, um, in particular, I've put um, Tut and Jones, who are now at their second. Second years at Carlton. Mm. Mm. Jesus Christ, you've got to show something. Yeah. Can they? I yes, don't exactly. think they can. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm the same. Uh, just They look like they're footballers. Yeah. I mean, Jones is an, could be, is an athletic freak, but it doesn't mean anything when there's not much going on in between the years. So. Exactly, yeah. Fuck, it's almost... Who's that freak from Collingwood? Built like an MMA fighter. All of them. Uh, Jesse White? <laughs> yeah. Jesse White. Yeah, I think so. Something like that where you look at him like... Got the talent, uh, got the physicality for it, but for whatever reason, it's like some of the wires are crossed. Yeah, yeah, that's Jesse White. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's always yeah, Jesse White. Um, Daisy Thomas, as well. Mm. Yeah, shit. Yeah, forgot all about him. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it's very easy to forget all about him, except when you're cutting these checks every month. Mm. This is true. Yeah. Um, I wonder a- if he gets confused with um, fucking Heppel off off the field. Maybe in his younger days, mm. yeah. he, he looked pretty similar. Um, in his younger days, he was pretty useful. Yeah, he was true. probably one of the best players in the league. Yeah, yeah. he was at he, his best. Yeah, uh, in 2010, yeah. when Collingwood were yeah. in the premierships, it was annoying as fuck too. Because especially his ability to like parry and get around players yeah. on the boundary line and work in mm. really tight spaces, it's almost like. You'd want to go out there and just punch him in the face so he stops doing it. <laughs> well, he played for Collingwood now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You don't need another reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wanting to punch someone in the face is innate with going to a Collingwood game. But it's, yeah, that sort of moment in that off-season a couple of years ago where they decided not to sign Betts, Betts. and yeah. sign Thomas, which you you can defend. And I'm sure if they had their time again, you, know, you can't be, yeah. You can't criticise them too much for making that decision, but it's just a shame for Carlton supporters how mm. how badly it's turned out for them. Yeah. Nobody expected Daisy to be as bad as he mm. has been. And you yeah. know, injuries have been his issue. He's been yeah. shot, yeah. He was he had ankle issues before they drafted him. Yeah. Yeah. On the same token, nobody expected Eddie Betts to be as good yeah. as yeah. he has been the last oh, yeah. two years. Yeah. No one thought that Eddie Betts would be the steal. Yeah. Mm. And he'd have paid a lot for him. <laughs> um so um in the last one I want to put in there is uh, Levi Casbolt because we've seen how good his hands are. We know what he can do. Yeah, but again, it's just another player like um, John Butcher and uh, Danaher at times, and Travis Cloak even more so. Where he's having those set shots, you just don't know what's going to happen. Look, yeah, his, his accuracy was, it was okay. Yeah, um, I don't know if it included all the out in the falls that he kicked. Yeah, yep. his goal and behind ratio was was actually not bad for for a key forward. But I mean, he got shopped around in this yep. trade period when for a guy who's under twenty five, he should be the a key forward like that should be the last person you try yeah. to trade. It should be also in his contract. He has to keep the beard. Yeah, yeah. he looks like a child yeah. without it. It looks wrong. <laughs> Such a baby it? face. And I think for Carlton, the what the expectations are of players that are there is going to be very clear. Like I think you're either young and developing into your role, or you're old and going to be a leader and help that sort of development. Because 
you're not filling in spots to win premierships at the moment. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's going to be very clear for what they need to do to still have a legitimate um, role in the resurgence of Carlton Cohen you know, for the next few years. Going to make it my mind, um, it's been a little while since Carlton have had a first first up coach, hasn't it? I mean, they because what well, they Maltels obviously and yeah, um, Pagan came across Pagan before, before that. Well, I mean, even though Wayne Britton. Well, Ratton was Ratton. Yeah, yeah. Ratton was the first yeah, actually. one. And obviously, you know, um, I think it was a mistake moving Ratton on. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, and, hindsight again. Yeah, yeah. Um, at the time, it looked like you're getting a superstar in in Malthouse, but and it did look that Ratton had sort of done all that he could with yeah. that team. Yeah, they had. I mean, they were Premiership favourites going into 2012. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Obviously, didn't turn out that way. Didn't so. turn yeah. out that way. Yeah. When you get an opportunity, you know, again, hindsight's brilliant. Yeah, and that's the problem with Carlton. There's a lot of hindsight, mm. so it's, it's easier to say on that side of it. Yeah. Um, where do we think they'll finish? Does anybody argue with 18th? No, no, no. It, it's no. really hard to argue against. If there was a nineteenth; they'd be solid in for that <laughs> one. <laughs> um, it'd be interesting to see how they went against Box Hill. Yeah, <laughs> I, I reckon most of Carlton will spend more time watching under 17s this year than they yep. will watching AFL. Watching the TAC. Yeah, they, they should stream that. Yeah, <laughs> if, if they streamed the TAC under eighteen live on the Carlton website, yep. it'd make perfect sense. <laughs> that should be part of their membership package. Yeah, you know, we usually see the coaches' box; they got the statisticians down in front. None of them will be watching Carlton games. <laughs> yeah. just, while you're on the clock, you're watching under-18s and you'll find out who's who. But, I mean, as much as it, it's fun to give Carlton shit, and it's it really, yeah. really fun. <laughs> and that's the end of that sentence. Uh, <laughs> thanks very much. Um, I actually think there's a lot, of, a lot of hope for them coming up because for the first time in, since the salary cap era, they've got a plan that doesn't involve let's throw a bunch of money at someone. Yeah. And they're rebuilding the correct way and... Whether it works or not is almost beside the point because at least they're, they're trying something that has been proven to work instead of just yeah. throwing their, ba- their brown paper bags at something. <laughs> Treating everyone like strippers. Mm. <laughs> oh, which is a shame. Strippers are people too. Well, that's a shame because I just want John Elliott to come back and just ruin them. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, um, it, Brendan Bolton wasn't the biggest name out there they could have got, but he's mm. certainly one of the most um, PR-friendly names, yeah. and it shows a positive attitude. You know, yeah. and um, it was the the coaching move that made the most sense for them. Yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like if they went for Worsfold instead, mm. even though I think he's a great replacement at, at Essendon, yeah. it just it would have smacked of making some the same same mistakes. mistakes yeah. yeah. Um, Regardless, having said that, it would have been an awesome PR move if they signed James Hurd. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> that would have been brilliant. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> That'd be facey, Hurdy and Sheedy or something. I'm gonna say, yeah. imagine they are Sheets. Yeah, <laughs> I, I still think Sheets would have said no. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Do you reckon they asked? I reckon they would have asked Put anyone. A phone call in. Surely yeah. you just go. Just is there a chance? So they, have, yeah, chip in a chair. You have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> what are they thinking? Where, you know. Let's let's see if James Hurd's available is a good idea. Really, <laughs> yeah, obviously they would not have considered it for a second. But geez, I, I hope that they had a meeting where somebody suggested it. Yeah, just as a joke. Like, uh, Hurd, he's not busy, <laughs> and and Essendon are already paying him, so we can get him for cheap. This will teach him for putting a bid in. It'll survive. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So I think that'll do us for, for Carlton. It'll yep. be a, a, a fun um, roller coaster ride where they'll, be, they'll have some lows and they'll have some lows. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they'll have some lows that'll give us some highs. <laughs> but it's the right, it's the good kind of lows. Like these, these kind of rebuilding years, you know, you're not going to get results, but at least you go into games knowing yeah. you're going to lose, but it's it's good seeing the effort. And hopefully if for it, Carlton fans, they, they will see some. Yeah. If it's going to be the catch cry for the year for them. Yeah, yeah. I think realistic expectations will also help with people being a bit more easier on them, like especially mm. supporters and that in the media. Well, yeah. look, let's be honest. If they went 0-23... Nobody's going to be calling for the coach's head. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, they'll, they'll give him Owen 46 at least. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yep, that's going to be it for Carlton. All right, All right mate. Bye. Thank you.